Shabbat Shalom. This week's Torah portion, Shemot, marks the beginning of the book of Exodus and the start of the central story of our people, the liberation from Egypt. The promise that our tradition eternally holds out for each of us, that the difficult, the awful, the painful, the brutal, all of it might transform into a metaphorical land of milk and honey. This vision is so important to who we are as Jews. Indeed, one could argue that our tradition is obsessed with each of us internalizing this story. Of course, we have the elaborate recreation at Passover, but that's hardly the only time the Exodus comes up. Each time we raise our glass for the Friday night Kiddush, as Tobin will do later tonight, we declare that Shabbat is Zecher Litziat Mitzrayim, a memorial in and of itself to our liberation from Egypt. This portion also teaches us that this grand story of redemption did not just happen to us, but required human involvement. And that's the part of this story I want to focus on tonight. The Torah tells us that Moses took his flock out into the wilderness and comes upon a burning bush that Enenu Uchal continued to burn without ever being consumed by flame. This strange phenomena catches Moses' attention and he turns and gets closer to investigate. In a scene that quickly turns into a good old-fashioned mystical vision, the voice of God calls to Moses from the flames, Moshe, Moshe, cries God. Hineni, here I am, responds Moses. Politely introducing God's self, God explains that God is the God of Moses' father, as well as the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And being rather disconnected from his past and well assimilated into Egyptian culture up to this point in his life, Moses realizes that his serene Tuesday afternoon of shepherding the flock was turning out to be a bit more than he bargained for. In response, the Torah teaches, he hid his face. He was afraid to look at God. And the saga continues. God chooses Moses to shift careers from shepherd to radical revolutionary, a calling he at first flatly rejects. Me anochi, Moses exclaims, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and free the Israelites from Egypt? Indeed, in Midrash Shemot Rabbah, the rabbis teach that God tried for seven days and seven nights to convince Moshe to take the job, which also happens to be about how long it took Donnie Friend and the singers to convince me to take this job, but I digress. <laughs> Just kidding, Donnie. In any case, the Torah here presents us with this moment of awakening. Moses is out doing only the most mundane of daily tasks, walking around with a herd of animals so they can eat and drink. And in the process, he discovers that his entire life is going to, needs to, totally change. And while this might be one of the most classic and commented on stories in the Torah, I think we still have a lot to learn from this human divine encounter. 
The first question I think this story invites each of us to ask is, where are the fires that contain the voice of God in our own lives? What has been calling to you, perhaps for seven days and seven nights, or seven years or longer? What divine voice is trying to introduce itself to you, to get your attention that you were afraid to face? A voice that demands that you face the truth of who you are and what you are capable of. Be careful. I'm not suggesting we read this story as permission to be radically individual individualistic. The pop culture of the West Coast has already given us all the permission we need to do that. I'm not telling you that the burning bush is saying to end your marriage or quit your job. This story is not about indulging in secret fantasies. Remember, Moses was being called into this mysterious and liminal place that he might emerge ready and willing to struggle with God on behalf of his people. And so the question is not, what fires are you ignoring that if you listen to would make you more self-actualized? No, that's the stuff of, of self-help books. The Jewish message is harder. What fire is calling you into a life of service for our people and our world? God heard the suffering of the children of Israel. What suffering in our world are you actually well prepared to respond to like Moses was well prepared to respond to this? What moral or ethical or human rights crisis needs you to leave your green pastures and lend a hand? The second message that I want us to take from this week's portion is related but different. And that is the question of who our leaders will be. The narrative, this, the narrative of this Torah portion tries to make the point that the man who will lead the liberation of the Jewish people was at first a common shepherd. At the time our Torah was written, I think this is code for, he was just a regular guy. You know, he had a middle management job with a middle management salary and decent health insurance and nobody really cared if he spent a few hours a day on Facebook while he was supposed to be tending to his flock. And it was this guy who was doing the work of looking after sheep who was called upon by God to transform the fate of the world. At a moment in our country and in our world when it can feel like we are in desperate need of new leadership, this Torah portion asks, how will you lead? What will be the point when you can no longer ignore the suffering of others, of your own people? In what way might you agree to pick up your staff and confront that which is doing harm? How will you help us find our ways to that sea of reeds? And where will you find your faith that if we dive in, the waters really will part? We may not all have the opportunity to come face to face with a pharaoh to demand justice in the way the Torah describes. But the truth is, is that there are pharaohs in all of our lives. Places where injustice lurks and where we have the opportunity to be bold and powerful. Moments where we have the opportunity to be leaders, to be Jews. 
So after this Shabbat, when we all go back to our work of being a shepherd, and aren't we all shepherds after all? After this Shabbat, let's try to be on the lookout for those little flames of truth that might guide us to our sacred and important work for this world. Shabbat Shalom.